Polarized Podcast, baby. I am your host, James. This is the podcast about polarizing movies. Welcome to it. Weary podcast traveler, take rest by the fire of polarizing movie discussions and let us tell you a tale of polarizing movies and the polarizing movie kingdom and the polar bears, all that inhabit that that said kingdom. Uh, we are talking about a movie that audiences and critics disagree on today on Round Tomatoes, the movie being Things to Do in Denver When You Are Dead from 1995. Uh, this one, the critics and audiences disagree on it. The critics hate it. The audiences love it. It could be vice versa. It could still apply to our podcast because we talk about polarizing movies, the movies that audiences and critics disagree on. It is a 37% by the critics. It is a 72% by the audience. An audience favorite movie, you would say. And uh, there will be some blokes here to, do, to discuss this movie with with me uh this this uh oft disagreed upon movie is about to get revived in the world today to have another discussion and so. to do that i will need my trusty co-host the great brandini get on in here oh shit let's get on in here so talking about a crazy movie. I had never heard about this movie. I I had the wonderful pleasure of being on a Discord while you got to experience this movie for the first time. Question, did you watch it again at all today? No. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, perfect. So it's, I got the pleasure. I, I, I would like to say that even after watching it last night, it's like fresh in there, but also <laughs> it feels like a fucking fever dream. So we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see, see what's what's uh actually stayed in there and we'll manifest it in discussion today because I feel like there's a lot to fucking talk about. There uh, is so much if to we talk really about. wanted okay. to get into some of the the weeds of it all. But this is something that is strange and I had quite the time watching it good and, good that, uh, that was the point I, of this i think yes. yeah it'll be worth a, a, a discussion i think because it, it seems to be at least how it looks on the scores here and the little bit of the reviews i looked at that this is kind of a <laughs> it's not a cult classic is it maybe it's like super cult <laughs> classic because i feel like the audience is uh is jamming a, with it they like it and they and they're mm-hmm. like this yeah this rips yeah it's all those absolutely i'm yeah so this i feel like this episode because of especially our guests so me and the guests that i'm about to introduce uh watch i guess you say i guess i say um so me and this guest uh talk about movies all the time and it's just it's a weekly conversation and uh time and time again you know this guest will be like, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put on that movie too. You know, I work a, uh, I work from home so I can have like something up here while I'm doing work. I'm like, you know what? I always love to check in on movies and whatnot. And this movie just had me fucking reeling by the content of it. And so, and then me and my, the, this so-called guest, I'm going to get there. Um, We're just hypothetically, if there were a guest, Hypothetically, if there were guests, just saying, I know, you know what? Anyways, 
um we're jamming on this movie and i was like we gotta do this we gotta get james in on the convo because this movie is worth talking about so without further ado i'm gonna intro the guest you Please. all know him in the polar kingdom he's your polar daddy he is a daddy himself he's uh, <laughs> an all-star on the pod mr Danny Burge, how hey, the hell are you? Hey. How's it going? Polar Daddy, dude. Hey, polar I, Daddy. I'm honored. I, I did not know I was the Polar Daddy. It's all the little like, polar bears out there. That's yeah, that's huge, man. That that's I, oh so I, huge. I, I polar Daddy that, presides. I wear that proud. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna get a, oh. I'm gonna get an iced out chain that says Polar Daddy. Polar oh, Daddy reigns. Please, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Polar Daddy. Wow, Polar Daddy. Polar, oh, Polar Daddy. Oh, Daddy's got a dabby, dude. Yeah, got a dabby. Daddy got a dabby. Polar Daddy got a dabby. We got got your catchphrase. You you dubbed the the Polar Kingdom and the little polar bears. You know, you just... You're just out knowledge. All star. So Polar Daddy sits upon his mountain and and uh, divvies out the the wise things. So, uh, so like, Danny, yeah. so <laughs> how did you come across this movie? So again, so he is. Yes, so, Danny, why are we all here today? Tell why us. are we all here today? Tell us how this happened. How did you come to uh, finding this? Um, uh, this, yeah, topic I of discussion. To, uh, I try to look for like whatever, like hidden gems or like around, like, uh, on the world. I like to, I like to dig through <laughs> a lot of the like the 80s, talent, and 90s, uh, stuff that like I missed when it's I was got a metal younger. detector, and uh, yeah, man, I, I like metal detector. I, this Your this might have been one of those that was like last chance to watch before they like dump it off of the thing. Oh, I like those sections. Chance. I've been liking those yeah, sections. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Those are cool well, sections I'm like, too. Hey, I'm going to get these while they're hot, you know? Mm-hmm. I, oh, I'm totally. Gonna, right. I'm not going to let, you know, these, I mean, in this day and age, absolutely. We're always talking about what platforms this on. Oh, yeah. do I own that subscription? Yeah. Yeah. Who needs recently yeah, so. added? How about last chance before it just chance gets before. lost into the void? Yeah. <laughs> give me I mean, that section give me that section well, lost what? in the void section lost into the void or, of streaming or buy it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. last chance before you services. another price tag <laughs> yeah so but, yeah uh, yeah so i i just i came across it and i was just like <laughs> I, I just started reading who was in it and i was like all right like let's let's just let's just throw this on and like I was like 30 minutes in and I called you. I was like, dude, you gotta watch this movie. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, what do you remember which I, part I, it was that you were like, I got to uh, call Brandon. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Probably once they were, by the time they were in the diner, like then I was like, dude, so, like, so the, the, when he, the when he called that guy, Pito beginning. Like, <laughs> 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 What'd you say? So the pedo beginning of the movie, you're like, wait a minute. I'm like, what? Brandon. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> that's how this movie starts. That's how this movie fucking no, starts. What a wild, wow. I thought it was a very wild choice to, to open the movie. And, well, let's hate. They did not need that guy to be that, I, like, you know, yeah, I, they really made him a pedo. Like, it, it, they didn't have to do that. Like, I, I mean, I guess. They absolutely did not have to do that at all. Because no. it really had nothing to do with anything. It was and an upsetting it, way to start the movie. He was upset after his breakup. They could have done that in a variety, expressed that in a variety of ways. 
Yeah, yeah and it's not. It could have been anything. A tough problem to solve on film. You know, they just went right into a, crazy. A, which is rough story. because it almost yeah, seems like, and I, at least Christopher Walken, but almost like the the movie doesn't counter it at all. Where it's like the reason that he does this is because of the breakup, and it's like, hey, maybe there's something else going on there. <laughs> maybe oh, there's right. something a little uh, yeah. deeper going on with him than the, just like, oh, the fact that a girl broke. Maybe you shouldn't blame the breakup. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's but maybe only that's men, maybe that's obvious. But the movie didn't entire time. seem like that was an obvious thing to think that it just like told the story of oh. the Christopher Walken just laying down that story and then you're like that's about 10 15 minutes in you're kind of like is that what we're doing here is that what this yeah. this movie's like setting this up wow it's not, it's, it's, yeah. not even, it's not even like a kidnapping it's not a this it's that it's, it's like rectifying a pedophile like yeah dude you know like, it's like there's no, yeah, no it's good vibes good, good feels about like what we're doing at all like there's nothing no honor in it like it's yeah, I, we're starting to get it right into the movie, which I love because we have a lot to talk about on this uh, pod. Um, yeah, like so just designating we're starting the discussion about the movie uh, intros pedo and then also the business that Andy Garcia, Jimmy the Saint is running, which you're just <laughs> alluding to uh, is called Afterlife Advice, I believe is what it's called. Afterlife so. Advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, the movie has just like voiceover throughout of different people that are giving not necessarily like just voiceover, but like also showing the guy them at the in the booth. Well, um, they do it like with three to four different like random. They do because it's like yeah. the movie thinks it's so much cooler than it is by having <laughs> this like like um, tool in their toolbox whenever. Yeah you want to frame a new section or what the purpose or like kind of thematic elements of a subsequent scene is I'm going to put in somebody talking to their loved one about dying. And so there's this ongoing thing about how they set up with afterlife advice that, um, we're going to watch videos of people who have ailments uh, talking to their family members. And that is a cool idea. I want to say that's a cool idea, but I oftentimes don't think the movie does like um, deserves or um, like earns the heady, deep concepts that these people uh, at the end of their life are giving. And I will say too, that so much of the business of afterlife advice is undercut immediately as being a really stupid business. And that part bugged the shit out of me, like (laughs) the entire time, knowing that his business about this afterlife advice just is in debt, not making money. He also is, uh, we're introduced to Jimmy, the Saint, Andy Garcia, our main character by him, uh, pitching his business to this couple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't the know. First, yeah. The first like video that he walks by, element. the first video he walks by is some like old dying dad telling his son, son like, that women are like, girls sh- i don't know oh my hey, god if you chase a dog and it runs treat them like shit oh my shit. god that's what i did to your mother <laughs> they're like shit and they come running and like you're like 
Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Immediately you're like, this isn't sweet at all. (laughs) Right. This movie started off with a pedophile and then goes into this. It sets you on this. This movie wants you to hate its guts. Is yeah. what it, what it's doing? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, because uh, it shows like some of the beautiful the beautiful side later, but it's so strange that they yeah. immediately start with this yes. like <laughs> twisted, which the movie is fucking twisted. But the, they yeah. start with the twisted thing rather than show you like the probably what happens the majority of the time is a heartfelt message yeah. from yeah. a loved one telling them what they want to hear before they leave this mortal coil but then the first thing they show as they introduce it is like the most strange fucked up version so right which this movie plucked out of a box is the most strange and weird fucked up movie you could probably pick out of a out of a bunch as well so that's just it's it's a part of it but um, that is something that almost I feel like belongs in like a Charlie Kaufman movie or something like that, or like the eternal sunshine sort of effect. Absolutely. Of like having that sort of so like sci-fi departmentalizing like those sort of human emotions and feelings into this business and, and, and all that and, and finding a way to mix that in it. There's no glue holding it but together with anything. <laughs> and those videos could be, a lot better like what is it when harry met sally you know uh, when it shows oh, like the, totally, the yeah, interviews right. of the couples and everything like that yeah is, it yeah. relates yeah. and it comes back in and later and everything and whatever the dust bowl or whatever with uh interstellar like the people that are talking about the dust bowl and interstellar it's like there's ways to do that obviously like that's a more heady movie but you have something like harry met sally it's a romantic comedy you can you can make it fun and make it uh yeah interesting and this one is throwing a lot of style at you with these heinous concepts and asking (laughs) you to buy in the problem is it just it just there's never that counter and maybe like this should we i don't know there's like there's a tarantino thing with this with this movie that i feel like it's trying to be and i don't want to harp on that for for too long but i feel like it's it's definitely trying to be this Let's get it out of the way. Pulp fiction yeah, sort of sort of yeah. movie with uh, the music uh, record drops of, of the music and the type of music and the narration and the types of characters. And like when that when the pedophile at the beginning of the movie is apprehended, it starts playing some rock and roll. It's like and it's like this is like going to be a twisted movie, but it's asking you to buy in and in a way that's not. I don't know. It's it's just it's missing the mark in such a obvious way, and you can tell that it's influenced by it. And there's a lot of movies at this time that were, but the clearest thing to me as we were watching Brandon last night, just to get this out of the way, is that there was a moment when they someone had a gun and was like switching aim on somebody, and that was as they were doing it. There was a sound effect and like the speed ramping of the camera as well. And that was just a clear like diner holdup with like Tim Roth and and Bunny, you know, at the beginning of what well, beginning end. Oh, which one is it? Beginning or the end? I don't know. You're gonna find out. It's Pulp Fiction. <laughs> but um, in that scene, the same sound effect as they change aim with the gun is like <laughs> it, it. It just like blew my mind. Some of those things that were editing, so kind of like. Just- 
uh, <laughs> trademarks at the time in the 90s because they hadn't been done before. And mm. it was such a stylistic, cool sort of thing that I'm sure a lot of people wanted to jump on and, and do that kind of kind of thing as well. So the movie is tinged in that. But the story it's telling is fucked up and weird. I don't know. Maybe it's trying to take on a little bit of the Coen Brothers sort of effect too, a little bit of Fargo or something where these fucked up yeah, things are happening. Fair. But there's like a lot. There's these interesting characters along the way. And they all have these eccentricities and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, I'm just talking more as a whole about like the themes and kind of kind of tones. Yeah. And so a I, lot of a lot of battling tones and, and, and whatnot. But that's that's part of a Tarantino. Well done Tarantino movie as well. But uh, how was your first watching of it, Danny? And how how many times did you watch it after? Did what kind of effect did it have on you on the first time when you like credits are rolling? Warren Zevon's blaring. Like what was what was your feeling? At that so time. it was I mean, after was, you talked to Brandon was, already. It was goofy. I mean, we were. We, I think we were like uh, we hopped on Discord. We were like watching. I, I feel like cool, we, okay. we were at least. Ta- at least I called you right after you finished. No, I had. I had. Yeah, yeah. I I watched uh, it and then called you back and I was but, like, wow, that wow. It was like I, like there, there was just a lot of swings with this movie and it was it was fun and it it cracked me up and it was like entertaining to to watch. Like mm. I, I definitely, you know, uh, like with with the timing of it and and how you're saying that lines up, totally. But like this movie yeah. does, like you're saying, it also has it's it more has, than like, that this though. Kinda, it has it has it this kind of try, try, try hard, try try too hard kind of feel. That it does. that I love in bad movies is yeah. the and so, consistent and argument I would make for this movie is that this is not a good movie. Mm-hmm. No, this is the no. bad movie, <laughs> no, but it but begs you good, to be like <laughs> so confounded by decisions <laughs> like, made, yeah. you know, because to James's point and, and, you know, we're having the discussion about the influence of Pulp Fiction here on this. And obviously it's so apparent that, you know, audiences in from an executive standpoint, audience audiences are starved for this Pulp Fiction type material. So I'm going to green light anything that's similar to it. And so this movie gets made and it has all of these stars in it and there is a conviction to it, but it just time, like every which way it just is so confounding the Mm -hmm. like decisions made to (laughs) in this movie. It like from top to bottom, like the bare bones of it as a script is batshit. Right. right. And then you get placed Uh, upon like these, like, stylistic notes like Uh, hey this is probably on its bare bones and when you read the script probably like a drama like a gangster drama sort of thing and then they see they're like oh maybe maybe but when they yeah again when i think when they see this sort of like pulp fiction train spotting whatever and like they're like oh we can make this like plus it up a bit and add some like flavor and style and not make and not bum people <laughs> out with the material and try to plus it up with some yeah and how it ends i don't know like the very last is is boat drinks is a happy ending <laughs> even though it's it's not a happy ending boat at all drinks, but baby. they're like hey have baby. you know okay. like we want you to have fun leaving the you know leaving the movie but i think i inter- interrupted you danny i don't know if you're trying to say something. I, well, you know, real quick just... real quick can i just say gentlemen when i uh, shift off this mortal coil. Can you guys, if you're still around, go boat drinks? Boat drinks? Hell yeah! Boat drinks. If this movie's done anything, then it's it's given us boat drinks. In in 
you know, I just, I, yeah, I, I'll keep reiterating I, uh, through the discussion, but uh, things like that are so visceral in yeah. this movie that whether or not they're deserved, okay. totally up to discussion. But so, there are so some was, lines in this movie where you're like, wow, what a, okay. what it, a thing. It's so like overwritten <laughs> that it, it borderlines like poetic when it's done well, but then the most of the time <laughs> it's like, no one speaks like this. Uh, no one, yeah. What yeah. movie are so, we in? What time you, period? We're not talking to each so, other. I, I was looking at like I was looking at trivia or whatever. I guess Scott Rosenberg, like it said that he based a lot of the dialogue off of like biker slang and oh, I saw Vietnam and Vietnamese slang or something like oh, that. Sure. It was the so IMDB like, trivia, so take it with a grain of salt, but it says created the distinctive yeah. slang based vocabulary used by the characters in the film by mixing Vietnam slang and biker slang and adding in some of his own well, original diction. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense though when like some of the stuff is just like all this like old weird whatever, but then mm-hmm. others is like a man armed with only a fork in a land of soup. <laughs> like, that's the Vietnamese. Like that's like that's like that means that's like means something in Vietnamese. It's like a I was dying at that line, dude. That line <laughs> had wow. me like rolling and i i'm like i have to that's like i have to take that on and, and use that now. Like when I when I'm in a desperate situation, like I feel like I'm a man with a fork in a, in a land of soup. Fork. I mean, we 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 got to go through some of the lines. I can start yeah. start maybe just start yeah. with Where some of the, in the plot? some of the beginning of my notes. Like the bitch's bastard is how he's kind of introduced. He does he does <laughs> the little day. praise. Jimmy the Saint, the bitch's bastard. Yeah. Uh, the guy I forget his name with the the mustache in, in the diner. I'm sure he's a he's a classic old the actor s- that I'm the Sultan of Segway. Sultan of Segway. Um, yeah the silver naked lady is the is the bar you know it's shot in denver like i i I like these these uh the the setting of it because it does yeah i like the looking i like them like walking and talking on the streets and stuff like feels like locales you don't see in a lot of movies so that made it like interesting and i'm sure there's some denver denverodians denverites denverites uh, that maybe enjoy seeing their uh, city, you know, in in the movie as as well, and uh, that was kind of interesting. But I would maybe I'll uh, play this. But Denver was not a like a noticeable <laughs> like feature in the movie, though, right? Like we never got establishing few, shots of parts. anything. There was really? a couple. There was a couple. Uh, there's a few city establishing shots and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like gratuitous that like you. It was like. Yeah. Okay, take it easy. I know we're in Denver, but there was a there is a couple, yeah. Um, but I was gonna maybe we can start by just sharing one of the uh, very memorable scenes we can just all watch together as Brandon and I. And Brandon's watched it with me, and he's watched it with you, Danny. So he's just he's become an ambassador for this movie in a way. Um, but I'm I'm sharing it in in the chat here. Let me know when you guys are ready, and we can. And I'm sure you guys at home will enjoy at least the dialogue and you can get a taste for what the dialogue is. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Here we go. That's your name? Tremendous name. My name is Jimmy. And I just have one simple impulsive question. One simple impulsive question. What? At the present time, are you in love? Why? Because if you are, then I won't waste your time. I'm really not the type of man to impede another man's happiness. However, 
If you're not presently in love, then I will continue my rhapsody because if I may say so, dag me. You are most definitely the bee's knees. What <laughs> is that line? <laughs> okay, wait. The we got to go back knees. at least on that one. All right. I know this no, no, is going to be go exhausting. This happiness. <laughs> this right. This right here. What he says. If you're not presently in love, then I will continue my rhapsody. Rhapsody. If I may say so, dag me. You are most definitely the bee's knees. Bee's knees. Does this rap ever work? The last in the yeah, old days. Right? It's not working on you right now. Try it, but you haven't answered my question. I got it. Are you in love? Well, there is someone. But? We date. I have memorized his phone number, but I won't use his toothbrush. We're somewhere in between. And he's crazy about me. Airbrush? Should be. You glide. I glide? You glide. It's a very attractive quality. Most girls, they merely plod along. You, on the other hand, you glide. Tell me about it. What's that your name? Alex. Same thing. I love it. Does he make you thump? Oh. Define thump. And thump. When you think about him, you can't, you can't sleep. When he smiles, you forget about man's inhumanity to oh. man. Does he do that That's for you? a ridiculous concept. No one can do that. Girls who glide need guys who make them thump. Glide, need guys who make Let's go, dude. It's a beautiful month. Just sold in a Segway. Are you going to make Segway? Girls who glide, need guys who make Have dinner with me. Aren't we the sold in a Segway? It's a beautiful month. Just have dinner with me. Are you going to make me thump? Or die trying. Or die trying. Oh, wow. She is such a smoke show. Just Danny, calm down. She doesn't have beautiful eyes. I'm going to regret this. And I was liking her 90s outfits. (laughs) Yeah. Gentlemen. Very, very fit. She had one that was very Cindy Crawford. Um, But that is the meat cute. That is him laying down the Andy Garcia charisma. And that is uh, some of like those poetic lines that don't work when you speak them. But I'm sure when... What's his face? Uh-huh. Scott it's Rosenberg so was stupid. writing a dino down was right. just like, like and that would go well in like a book again. or something. Like <laughs> if like I will stop this rhapsody, but to be honest, I believe that you are the bee's knees. Like those does it doesn't work. And that's why I was almost like, does is it? this like part like yeah, and I get the Vietnamese slang meets biker slang, and I almost want to say like 30s. <laughs> like yeah beatnik yeah, like sort of shit too there was like i was because there were certain times in the movie this movie that i was like what year is it is it the 30s or the 40s or something when they were going into like yeah, they hang out in a malt shop uh uh the fecal freaks um apartment <laughs> no 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 stop we're not at fecal freak yet okay hold on. i'm just saying his oh. set the set design of that apartment was like someone in the, I'm Godzilla, in the you are japan in the dust bowl as well as as well as the uh the woman who was like hanging laundry and stuff i'm like this looks like the dust bowl i don't know what's going on yeah. um and yeah scott and rosenberg wrote the script in two weeks it was partly in reaction to the death of his father from cancer is what it says on imdb trivia as well and i can oh, imagine wow. the afterlife Life advice being a huge element of that, oh, and the oh, Christopher Walken character, yeah. of course. Yeah, that made. Sense. Yeah, but you yeah. decided to just be a yeah, you such got a, jam a it cheese ball and doucher on everything else about it. There's like <laughs> there there are some <laughs> interesting th- there's some interesting <laughs> concepts at play here. Like through this yeah. movie, it's just when you think about the like 
it's somebody that's why like I kind of I've just immediately categorize him as a doucher is like he's a person who's like more operating on vibes than operating on in order to really achieve the vibe you're looking for. You need to do this and like this and this and this is how the plot should go. And there's just so often in this movie where you're like, I get the feeling that you're trying to get at me, but like you aren't here in the plot. You don't deserve (laughs) even where, like even when it happens, it just is so crazy. Um, But that's what also puts it into the bad movie category for me is like somebody that is so it's like a stupidly going into situations with a lot of heart. And I, I know that I, I've there's a story to tell and yeah, or maybe 10 and they try to, and he tries to tell them all. Um, but there is some commitment to what's happening. There is, I think there, it does hit that bingo list for a lot of those. So bad. It's good sort of things. And I think one of them is like a legendary performance from like an esteemed actor coming in and being the, mm, sure. And Christopher walking at the end and he, and he, eats up the scenery anytime that you see talk about them i think we should um at least move past the inciting uh you know christopher walken getting him in on this uh you know and getting his crew together and then at least you know the whole deal gone bad and in the in the Mm -hmm. road at least you know get get to there a little bit and and if if you guys have anything to to say about that But, but christopher walken lives in darkness Brandon multiple times said that he might be a vampire and I would have believed that reveal at some point at the end of the movie where, where he just to be like, Hey, at water, go get me my blood vial so that I may feast. Yeah. I mean, the, the introduction to him and then also him having that straw wheelchair thing was like pretty wild uh, in, in and of He owned itself. it. He did. He did a pretty he good job. I mean, fucking hell. as far yeah. as like the physicality oh, yeah, of it but, all and the, and the movement, huh? But then when they have him later on in that like sauna and that and it's like he's just sitting and that like like I forgot like, that was the third of, location. All the branches just his hot hot like uh, yeah it was only in like flipping his dead legs with all the branches <laughs> like it's gonna bring them back. From <laughs> he's like this is this is my time when my hot. <laughs> Can somebody just impersonate dead legs. impersonate him getting food uh, fed to him for me, please? <laughs> oh yeah, man, I could have just watched Choo-choo? a lot of that. Choo choo, like, like airplane, choo no. airplane. Yeah. Let's do airplane. Yeah, he, he's he's pretty fun when he's not rushing people to suck his G- limp dick. <laughs> Danny, uh, James just dropped a hell of a quote about the choo choo or airplane. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, dude. That's like, where, and, that's what, that's just, where Walken's gonna have fun no matter where he is. He's gonna uh, have a good time. I, to be I, so I, me- like I I like that I, the, to be like a child but be so menacing and evil at the same time. I thought that he knew that there was something there in the character to go for, even if the movie had a hard time filling it out. Yeah, yeah, you're like this guy could still have fun. <laughs> yeah, or he's just like this, like he's infantile in, in in terms of like him and his nurse, but then he's also boss baby in front of all of his <laughs> in front of all of his goons and and all that shit. Uh, because he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna kill somebody, but I hey, maybe I want an airplane rather than a choo choo today. I don't know. 
but this is just an aggressively like East Coast movie for Denver as well. I was, I was like all these East Coast cats like yeah, that are transplants, like, I'm sure, is the, which they don't really get super into. You hear that uh, Andy Garcia has this like, I don't know what the, the what you would term it, but this New Orleans boss has, you know, has he owes him something owes which, money. Yeah. which in turn yeah. makes Alone. you know christopher walken is higher up which makes him you know christopher walken's calling in the debt on him uh but i was like yeah where are they originally from are they narlands are they uh you know there's something something east coast and he's came this way to do this uh and it's not a front well, it seems to be just him trying to be clean jimmy the saint him go legit go yeah. legit yeah uh-huh. Uh, earlier, later on in the movie, there's somebody who says uh, something about him, uh, like back in Brooklyn or whatever, and so it made it sound like oh, they all okay. were were a crew in the Bronx of Brooklyn or gotcha. something, and then and then maybe they all transplanted out here or something. But that, that's where it's like, well, how are they all here? Yeah, they, all in Denver. Know each other from back then. Uh-huh. It's like everybody just was like, well, let's get out of New York and move to Denver. Like, like <laughs> I, I don't know. It seems so. I'm gonna move so next to all my gangster buddies that I'm trying to get away from. <laughs> Everybody retires in Denver. Denver yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that was. They, uh, that's not the least. That's the least, least of his problems. But um, you get this explanation from Christopher Walken of his son and what yes. is proposed to or just required of Andy Garcia. And you can tell right. Christopher Walken's not a man yeah. to fuck around with. Um, and oh, definitely not. Brandon, maybe you can explain what he's asking Andy Garcia to do. Yeah. So or, yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken is calling on Andy Garcia, leveraging him by saying, so you own this uh, guy in New Orleans money and that money is actually mine. And so I'm going to call that up and say, hey, you need to pay this or you need to do this thing for me and obviously Andy Garcia doesn't have the money. So then he does the thing. And the thing is that Christopher Walken son is the pedo in the beginning of the movie. And the reason that he's a pedo explained by Christopher Walken in a very funny way. (laughs) I was reminding Uh, me of him explaining a certain story about a watch a little bit, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he is asking Andy Garcia to rough up the new boyfriend of his son, the pedos, uh, ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. And yeah, so From that's like the mission years ago. Or Cause he's essentially uh-huh. stalking her and he's like, the dad's now enabling that by taking this other guy out of the picture and thinking that's going to solve it. Yeah. Which this is the stuff about the movie. That's such a problem is like, so the goal is to just rough him up. If anything, it should have, the goal should have have been for him to get killed from the get go. Right. Like in a way that was like mysterious that the girlfriend was like, Oh my God, now I have this dead boyfriend. I'm going to go back to my old boyfriend, you know, even if it was that, or if it was like, taking a beat by Andy Garcia and being like, Hey, at least consider the, any sort of alternative because he immediately is just like, I guess this is what I got to do. And said, and said, just be like, I don't know. Even if he never does it, the movie has to exist. I get that. But just have a little bit more hesitation with like, Hey, is there any way I can get the fuck out of Dodge and, and Dodge and like 
and, and forget about this altogether, but maybe that's a little drastic at the beginning of it. Maybe he thinks it's not going to be uh, too much of a problem. He gets his crew together, uh, his, his motley crew. And what, I mean, there's some good, yeah, uh, some good actors. I like his secondhand guy who has meets the worst fate of all. I think, um, and you're then, not talking about a Forsyth. You're talking about Oh yeah, uh, Forsyth is awesome. I guess he's kind of the second hand guy. I was thinking the about the, I was Forsyth, thinking about the other yeah. guy uh, uh, who gets shot in the ass and thrown, uh, thrown in a dumpster. Uh, big easy. Big easy. Uh, Bill Nunn. Uh no, Radio Rahim. Give me a squeeze, big what? man. Radio uh, Rahim. Give me a squeeze, big man. <laughs> Give me a squeeze. Uh, Give me so, a squeeze, um, big man. So Give let's me go through these guys' nicknames. Big man. You ever feel so, like you know it's like the last day of school and you're always looking for, forward to summer school, summer or sorry, summer vacation, and yeah, once it comes, it just goes flying by like it never even happened. And you're just like, <laughs> Give me a squeeze, big man. Give me a squeeze. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> you're good. You're you're totally good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> give me a squeeze, dude. Give me, give me a squeeze. Just give me one good squeeze. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that squeeze. Their, their nicknames. You turned into the exorcist uh, <laughs> demon there for <laughs> Give us a squeeze. <laughs> give us a squeeze. No, so that's Jimmy true. the Saint, Big Easy, uh, Franchise, Critical then, Bill. Critical Bill oh, and, and then pieces. pieces, pieces, Christopher Lloyd, it's, another Chris. Let's really talk about, about Christopher Lloyd, please. Yeah, it's like, really funny that Lloyd's Chris. name is Pieces and his fingers are falling and his toes are falling off. <laughs> like, dude, I hate. He has a sucks. circulation issue. I hate that. They treat these characters like absolute like, shit. Shit. Well, what and was kind of drives wild me nuts. It really looked like his. Like Christopher Lloyd has all his fingers, like, but they got some shots where it kind of looked like he had no fingers on that hand. No, that, that's weird. the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, they got. And, I don't know how they shot that. He and, lost and a toe thing, and all this shit too. He's talking it, about it. Just and it has nothing to do I lost with a toe yesterday. what they want him to well, like, every serve as a character. Every character no, but has here's some a, weird quirk, man. The, mm-hmm. the, the guys that pick him up, it's like, this guy's reading the dictionary. Yep. So he works at a porn like, place. Like, he doesn't yeah. have to work at a porn place. It's a hat on a hat. Yeah, like, yeah. He well, doesn't have to work like at a porn hats. place <laughs> and then also <laughs> not have fingers. Like, that. that's not... Yeah, but that's, then you don't have this to movie have has so many hats. <laughs> yeah, dude. This movie has, like... This is like a goddamn... Haberdashery. <laughs> a haterdashery. haterdashery. Ooh, can we open up a haterdashery? <laughs> haterdashery. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. We can. We can do. That. Are there any yeah. other yeah. things that are dasheries? <laughs> or can um, you be a monger of any other things? Like you can monger cheese. Can you monger anything? You else? can be a fish monger. Oh, uh, a fear monger. You can fear monger. Oh fuck! Um, Damn. You could be. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be more. You know, There's got to be more. Those are fun sure. A mummy monger. <laughs> how, about in, how about instead of... I'm a Reese's peanut butter cups monger. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so bad. Yes, please. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Do they have heart ones for Valentine's? This past Valentine's Day that I missed? Uh, heart monger? I feel like I like the Christmas tree ones. Those are a nice little... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like where it comes Those are the egg, the the Easter egg ones because they have more. There's more Ooh. peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Yeah, and it's yeah. oblong. I, I'm with you there. 
Or I get the big cups, the Reese's big cups. Those are not bad. Ooh, those are good. Uh, yum, 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 yum. I, I just my favorite were the inside out ones that no longer exist. Inside out. Oh, peanut butter outside, chocolate on the middle. Yeah, on the inside. I'm with that. That's fucking you down sick. with that? Uh, yeah, I'm down with that. Let's see if uh, I don't miss anything so, so else Lloyd, in my note, notes here. It, anything else left to say about oh christopher Lloyd, lloyd uh yes can i quote the one line my favorite line of his Please. i had a snap brim hat and when i walked <laughs> into a room forget about it <laughs> yes yes we that's what i wanted whenever i walked into a room forget about it forget about forget it about it that, that scene i i, I was in tears I was in tears during that scene. It, like Christopher <laughs> Lloyd is so good. Yeah. He's so good. He made me he really is, care. I was like, he, I could picture him in that. He made me give hat. a shit yeah. in this movie that is so cynical and so up its own butt. And he just like he gives you a fucking performance mm-hmm. that he is really. Would've... I wish he would have taken that ticket to Rome. I wish. We would have I would have oh. on the boat at the end. And he was, if he's the only one that made it out, I would have been like, yeah, you know, and he's like cheers to somebody and his pinky falls off or something. It would have been fucking hilarious. <laughs> but like, I, 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 I think, uh, he's it, it got a ticket to Rome. Uh, there would have been a little bit more redemption, but we'll get to that at the end. Uh, no, this is, but, yeah, it's really dark. Know, real quick. Uh, did you guys know the reason that, Fast 10 had their premiere in Rome is because there's a character in the Fast series called Roman. Yeah, they make that joke like 20 times in that movie. We talked about it. All, all of us here yeah. today. Yeah, they're, they're big on wordplay over there. I know, guys, but I'm still thinking about it. I hear, when Roman I like you. makes that joke, he like does it in a way that all of the people in the audience are reacting the same way that all the other characters in the movie are acting because he's just like, well, I'm going to head up the, the Roman mission because my name is Rome. I'm going to head up the Rome mission because my name is Roman. Get it? Rome? Mm-hmm. Rome. And he does that whole exercise of like, do you get it? I will explain it to you now. So that will make it funnier. <laughs> because things are always funnier when you explain them. <laughs> little, little baby birds. We're all little baby birds. And then we're just feed it to us. <laughs> feed it to us. Yes, explain the joke to me. I love it. Yeah, I love I when love the joke it. is explained to me. Explain to me. Oh. Uh, I, I listen to Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> They got some good songs. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> Par- parachutes is great. Um, okay. There's a there's a uh, line about Russia a Russia that it's cool. <laughs> Russia, yeah, they're, yeah. You know, first two, the three is a little drop, drop off. You know, uh, there's a moment where Christopher Walken likens the uh, because oh he's, God, he's he's, he's talking about being uh, he's like a liberal now. The Andy Garcia character, he's like, you're such a liberal and. Uh, you know, you start saving rainforests, and that leads to chugging yeah, cock. Smoking, yeah. yeah, poles, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, goes, he, he, like, he goes he into like, him, into him. He, about, oh, he's like, what? He is so homophobic, or something. Yeah, he said, yeah, he says that earlier too. He calls them v, VDs. He just calls uh, people VDs. Uh, virus breeders, VB. Yeah, VBs. Right, so that's like, right. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Like, Use the pillow biter but, thing, dude. But this guy's not, he's not even mad or anything. He's like just giving his friends shit. So he's just, like, he's just going real hard on that. Like, 
while his I know, right? Just make him like so nutso balls to the wall (laughs) that like he's not like how does he how did he even make it to being a mob that's boss? a ballzo off the walls <laughs> yeah because it's like you see him in this big house with no one around it's like how did he get to this position because he must have been like sharp as a tack at some point i want to see yeah. that side <laughs> we we gotta write a, <laughs> a, a netflix, uh, yeah, prequel netflix show ballzo to the walls <laughs> I love yeah. that title. Oh, give it a name. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, just looking at some. It's called. It's called. Oh my god! Got my pants. Oh my god! <laughs> that water. That <laughs> water. That water. Get over here. That water. Wow. That water. Uh, <laughs> crazy as a shit house rat is one of the lines. Crazy as a shit house oh, rat. Walken oh, does dance good. at one point in like a brief Some flashback of like the son's yeah. life. There's like a little 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 glimpse that like he's just got to do a little dance and everything he's in. I love it. It's the best. He's an amazing dancer. I I think it's crazy how many times people say give it a name. Like where they just pepper that phrase into everything. There's William a bunch Forsyth of peppering. This is this movie's like overpeppered. Yeah, like this is an overpeppered movie. This is blackened. More pepper than movie. Yeah, because yeah, because then that older gentleman uh, that's like a mentor or whatever uh, who explains a lot of the yeah. explains bow shoes. Um, yeah, exposition bow and uh, bow shoes. <laughs> that's cool too. And that's cool too. Hey, hey. nice, comfortable pair of dog shoes. Yeah. Uh, um, he's also <laughs> the gentleman that says that uh, critical bill is piss, pesticide, and petroleum jelly Full of running petroleum. through those veins. Yikes! Whoa. <laughs> he had that one locked and loaded. I wonder if he describes that, uh, like, uses that for anybody else, or it's just critical bill. He's like, yeah, you made me come up with this great phrase. Let me tell it to you. <laughs> Piss, pesticides, petroleum, jelly. Well, that's the only way to <laughs> describe him. PPPJ. This is right after he is he is seen punching a dead body as a punching bag. Uh, oh my yeah. god! But that's therapeutic for him, right? We're yeah. all on board. And this is like the yeah, Ocean's well, Eleven thing of like, yeah. I got to recruit my team. All right, let's go get Critical Pill. And then it's just okay. this you man that is kind of a bitch. I'm all right. Like, so I'm you, yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, James just brought up a good point about the plot of this movie. So this is like a heist they, is the oh, it's they opening. Need, they right. need to ostensibly uh, rough up the boyfriend of the ex-girlfriend. Oh, right? right. That's it. That's the mission. It's to just like send him a message. Say like, hey, don't date my her. School. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like that's. And like, like this lady's gonna just come running back to this dude who's just a real it's, piece of shit. Now, if everything went according sense. to plan, it still wouldn't fucking work. Wouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like if they like went through all of it, and then Christopher Rock was like, "Okay, well, like, what's like, why aren't they together now? Like, would he still just be like, it's all your fault, Andy Garcia, or would he like, yeah, move yeah, on? You're now? on the hook to parent trap these people now. Yeah, you like, got." Uh, <laughs> Wait, it's not called parent trap. It's called it's called for a favor. You must parent trap a person of mine. (laughs) Yeah, they got buckwheats on them, which that buck fucking wheats. 
Uh, okay, so every so single fucking character in the movie said buckwheats for the yeah. next 20 minutes, dude. <laughs> it's like everybody's just like buckwheats that, buckwheats this, and it's just, oh my god, we get it. So yeah, I mean like, the, the the scene on the road, we should that that was yeah, the yeah. I think maybe the best scene in the movie. Uh yeah, it was pretty fucking wild. Like I, I how it how it plays I out. So too. I and think I think so, like yeah. the most like successful and accomplishing like a Tarantino feel to a scene. Not saying that's like the only thing totally. they wanted to do, but that's what right. this movie reminds me of. And that scene and is filled with tension and the dialogue works pretty well. And the ratcheting up of the, like all the checks and balances of making sure that the plan should go well. Like they, they have like oversight over Christopher Lloyd and critical bill and the plan. And like, it's overall going okay. And it just so happens this guy, like, knows the uniform thing like he knows his rights i'm from los angeles and knows exactly what to do but i love that sort of and christopher lloyd playing it so well like the being able to like you can tell that just his tension in his eyes and and trying to hold it together yeah i think that that plays the best and i was blown blown away just like the girlfriend uh as to what happened (laughs) yeah as and i can attest to somebody it works uh, a lot of the movie didn't. That part uh, worked. Audioly uh, got to experience this movie with James, uh, where when that stuff happened, it was shocking, and it's shocking yeah. to me as well. But like to yeah, to get to hear that was so fun um, because again, the movie is so brash and so big and there are some moments in this uh that you're like holy shit (laughs) this is where this movie's going well i was laughing really hard at him he's being he gets dragged out of the car by critical bill he's he's standing against the his car and he's just given so many chances to just like shut the fuck up and go with the plan Mm -hmm. but then he constantly like chirps up and that, cause like, that's kind of what the movie needs a little bit is, 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 but the, the, the lengths that they go to like drag that out was hilarious to me. Cause like he's calling them out for it. They drag him out and then he puts a knife up to him and Christopher Lloyd holds a gun to critical bill. Like, okay. (laughs) Like this is as like gnarly and like ratchet up tension as it could get. And then yeah. somehow it's still like the sweet, they assuage the situation. The knife gets dropped. Uh, or like, even, sorry, even before that, he, he calls him a cracker yeah, yeah. and then the knife comes out. He calls him a yeah. cracker and then after he beats him up and then he pulls the knife out, then drops the knife after he already did the like, you stupid cracker. And then right after he drops the knife and he's just like, OK, we're done. Things are going to move on. And then it just like slowly like looks at the dude all beat up and just leaning against the car every chance to shut the fuck up. And he's like, you stupid cunt. And then the guy fucking like, it was like yeah, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed knife. It was, it was yeah. Assassin's Creed situation where he like has a knife in his wrist that like activates. No, and then belt. he just goes, it was, it was and then he's like, pulled it out from here. It's like, this uh, one. Uh, I know, but like that right but it was like a smaller it was like a shirkin almost like a little blade yeah yeah uh Uh, but and then bingo bingo bongo uh, girlfriend deadzo yeah yeah like then then lloyd just pops her in the fucking head like that 
And like, man, they they got like a shot of like just pieces flying off of her fucking head. Like, it, it, yeah. it, that was that was probably the most shocking part of it. Uh, but Debatable. but then like, <laughs> and it, <laughs> but then it cuts to fucking it cuts to then like immediately they're back somewhere else. And there was a pedophile both. at the beginning of this movie. Remember that? <laughs> no, I meant in that movie. Pretty shocking. But that was like, obviously like in a, in a stupid way, shocking. I agree. This is like the most like, and I was invested in, in the moment. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, there's a lot in this movie. It cuts, it cuts to like when they're like, he's like, the dude's like, you got to clean this shit up and whatever. They fucked us. Like we're totally fucked, all that, and then like it cuts to like critical Bill like immediately trying to explain like why downplay the situation. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's and, like he was talking shit. Are we gonna yeah. are we gonna <laughs> let people so talk wild. shit on our fucking <laughs> teammates? And you're like, so that's <laughs> why this is happening? Like, like do you realize the person's dead? That's the problem here. You're like, oh, here, you know what? She deserved it. <laughs> At least yeah, I'm whatever. right. <laughs> he's like you shouldn't have put me up front man <laughs> like, I mean, maybe dude, dead but I'm i right. can't believe that fucking <laughs> happened in this movie where he pitches himself to do that then andy garcia caves lets him do it fucks it up and then he has the audacity to just be like dude it was kind of your fucking fault fu-. and we saw that all in the movie that is so crazy like never do you get that in a movie where it's just like this whole like, like you made this happen and then you're like, yeah, you're, like, like you're an idiot for letting me do it <laughs> like, yeah that's amazing uh, i uh <laughs> felt a little, could you imagine seeing that though. in a marvel movie you're <laughs> you're an idiot for letting me do that <laughs> i was stupid batman uh so like after after that happens then like we have well uh, so uh, meanwhile he's going on these dates with this chick and that's already like, happened we're past that we're he's, we're he's thumping she's gliding he, yeah no 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 but after that then they have their like their first date when they go out to that like Italian yeah. restaurant. That's already happened, but I mean, we didn't bring it up. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just gonna say, like, the bed in the living room. Line, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, in the oh, not even. <laughs> All right. You don't like her bed in the living room? No. The thing is, is that it is not just in the living room, which is pretty crazy. But whatever. I kind of dug it a little bit. But the fact is, is it's not up against a wall. It's in a corner. So yeah. it's there's a corner a of a room out of and the then corner. and then it's diagonally in the yeah. corner. So there's just this empty space in the back of it. And yeah. they wanted that, that Denver skyline. A, you get a little Denver skyline move. Um, if she's got a bed in the living room, that girl's a freak, dude. And that's that's all I'm going to say is like, it her she glides. I mean, he yeah, thumps. It's like he's thumping. But it's like she's like she's like, there's no. The, the whole house is the bedroom like the, the whole apartment's the bedroom that's like yeah, it's that's, just a, a, that's a wild move man like that's it's a that's, cool move that's like i don't have a tv i just have my yeah. bed for entertainment yeah yeah all right all right you know that's all right dude uh yeah. so anyways like but his whole line where he's like you know i don't kiss on the first date this and this and then he leaves and then he knocks on her door again and he's like, well, on my way to the elevator, I saw it was like 12.01. So technically it's our second date. And then oh. boom, he's like that. Uh, do we uh, do we think Andy Garcia is smooth 
or do you think these that this is the cheesiest guy on the planet? Like, no, I think he's, he's got smooth. charisma. Yeah, yeah, he's got. Well, yeah, he's got. Charisma. I think Andy Garcia is very smooth for the dialogue that he's given and everything. The dialogue is. It's he's got those insane. eyes. He kind of like furrows his brow, looks down a little George Clooney ish, and just kind of like. But he he sells it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's smooth. The dialogue is batshit. I mean, for yeah, him to, for him insane. to have the conviction for the glide thump line. Like he sells it as good as anyone can. Anyone could. This whole Absolutely. movie, for that matter. The the line where he's I like, completely he's like I want to come in there more than I want the ascot to come back and stuff. Oh, <laughs> what are these lines? Line of the movie? What are these lines? My favorite line of the movie. I brought it up to what both of you. I was like, bro. And he's wearing line? one later. <laughs> that line, That's something my grandfather said. It's like, <laughs> like I want, I want it as bad as ascots to come back into style. Oh, whoa! Oh, that's that's love, baby. <laughs> well, so now we get to like the second half of this movie. I'd say in the fallout of the deal gone bad, and there is there are like tropes within the movie. I'd say of of that at least in like the gangster gangster movie of like a deal gone bad. And the fallout of it and the boss having to come and rectify it and, and follow up and, and take out everybody, even just recently in the killer. That's kind of the whole the whole thing of the killer is is uh, except it's reversed. I guess he's going after the, pe- the person who hired him. Um, yep. But that I don't know, this the second half takes a more. Huh. Yeah, I, that's that's more straightforward, at least of like deal gone bad just on the run. Okay, that's more straightforward than like I have to rough up a guy who's and dating the girl of a, a pedophile who's the son of my boss. That's that's so con- convoluted and everything in such and a weird way right off the bat. And, brothers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then uh, combined with the subplot of Feruza Balk, which is a whole separate oh, side oh thing that God. ends up Upsetting. coming through at the end, the <laughs> through line of his arc really ends with her as well. So it's not completely thrown out because it seems like pretty inconsequential <laughs> through a lot of part of, parts of it. Cause you're like, well, he's, this is his love interest. But then that falls by the wayside because he is dealing with some real, real kooky stuff. Um, but the way that it ends with Feruza Balk at the end. Wow. Wow. Uh, right. We, we can Such get potent semen. Yes, we can get there. But I, yeah, I guess the second half is a one and done kind of guy. Yes. Oh. And she, I mean, she said it. She, she made it true. She is a witch after all from, from the craft. And so she said, uh, put a baby in me. In me. Um, I'm ovulating and I'm going to tell you the days. So you keep track of it in the movie, which I didn't want to do. But now, you know, now, you know that it, it's <laughs> one and done. She's good to go. I was. <laughs> and I also like how he booped the other girl's nose after he's like, I gotta go. And he's like, see you later. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <That's>, Love ya. <laughs> Who wants a kiss when you can get a boop, you know? <laughs> um, okay. Is that going to be on your bumper sticker? <laughs> <laughs> boop me, big man. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Andy Garcia, like, I, I think he he's a good lead. he's a he's good in this like for what it is. He's charismatic, yeah. He is. He's he's very he's. Uh, but also there is like, you know, there is a sleaziness to him that it yeah. makes him kind of perfect for this role too, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can see him dancing Sly. between both sides of these, whatever. Uh, I. 
I, I think the the whole Perugia Balk thing was just a wild, like, I, I mean, he just I maybe my like, least like, favorite like, part of the movie. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of bad. It had the most to say though, right? I mean. <laughs> this I don't know. Like he's a good guy. I mean, I think it's more. It's just. It's just, it's just it's, it's, no, it's more, he wanted to have something to leave behind. It seemed so, inconsequential like, until the very end. It like was like, oh, this actually means something. And and I don't know. Maybe if there was, I don't know. I, I there was this movie how it paced that along with his his uh death advice whatever that is called oh like, dude Isn't like those so, those two things yeah, are, yeah. are such disparate things in this movie that has so is much going on in it at the very core of it and to have these subplots and a love story on top of it is like uh, it's 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 a lot to a bring lot. all those things together <laughs> well and the all. fact that his plan was so like so the, the, the order comes down that everybody's going to get buckwheats, which we find out is like getting, it's getting taken out ass. in the most painful way possible. So people are in agony before they die, which is generally the guy says uh, somebody getting shot up the ass mm-hmm. and it takes him like 15 minutes to die. So he's so going like to all his guys and giving them, a, giving them an out blades. and telling them to get the fuck out. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, once you're at that part, first of all, I'm going to say, that's when you're really like, wait a second. So now this is what the movie is. We did, we could have gotten here any other way than pedophile, like murder this lady. Like, oh, that's when you started questioning. Oh, that's when you started questioning. I'm saying it was very clear. It was like, okay, so there's not, there's not going to be any other part of this story that we needed any of that shit for. So oh, right, right, unsurprising. That's what I'm saying. The second half is like simplified for sure. It, well, they thought like so little to, about the first half, and it's apparent, right? Yeah, I, I think so. It was almost like the first half was just to get to the second half, but then you chose this wild way to get there. That yeah, and then uh, to then him- simpler and better. It's so weird how you could say it could be simpler and better, right? Like yes. it, it gets so all over the place for no reason. The script is bananas. I don't know how you'd be <laughs> like, oh, if you just did this, if you just did that, like. I don't know. I don't know how you do that with this one. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying that you just did this or that. I'm saying like everything, like the motivation of some of the scenes was probably just so somebody could say one of these like lines, like weirdo lines or, you know, just it's, it's like, it's like somebody writing for the sake of like just being able to do this thing. Yeah. Like then I'm going to, I'm going to bridge everything to this play in this Island for no reason. And like it's, it's uh, like working backwards. It's like working yeah. backwards. A little right? reverse you're engineered, like, I guess. But to what? Yeah, to what? Reverse engineered, where you're like, we have yeah. to have a scene that's like this in Pulp Fiction, and then I got to reverse yeah. engineer. But it seems how like get there. this second half seems like a heist or something gone bad, or some other job that makes way more fucking sense because it's just yeah. a job gone bad. But the job is fucking weird. The job is weird. And they also handled the job. It's like externalities very quickly by all the bodies just get put into a fucking grave with a coffin with somebody else. And then it's over. That was very Scorsese. That was kind of, that was kind of fun. I love what they were That was like a fun detail, not like very morose, very dark, but like, that's the kind of dark humor that you would need in a thing like this of like guys like lifting the coffin being like, Oh, this is kind of heavy and dropping in something like this is, that's like a Scorsese (laughs) sort of Goodfellas thing for sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that was, I, I really liked that shot. Like, it, it, it felt like, <coughs> uh, when the guy was explaining, it's, it's like, like you just throw your hips in here, blah, blah, like, coffin that TV. was a little, what? Coffin TV. Coffin TV. Coffin <laughs> you know, where, where it's just a coffin flop. Oh, no, on, yeah, coffin flop. Where it's just naked, <laughs> dead bodies falling. Oh, <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> breaking through shit wood and hitting pavement. <laughs> oh, God. Just the best. That would, so, yeah, when those, when those guys pick up that coffin, that. That really that made me laugh. That was a nice little detail. I mean, there's little there's little nuggets of like gems and stuff, but also like the the way that they then go from there to like then he's got a they have uh, they introduce Steve Buscemi's character, Mister Stuss. Yeah, thank you for bringing yeah. that which up. Yep. It's like is supposed to be like the craziest hitman who does all the buckwheat like Fargo, and, like whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, a little I mean, bit uh, Con Air. His yeah, you know, sort of mysterious, yeah. deadly character yeah, of got, like doesn't say much, but like will fuck, fucking mild. just kill you. With a look. Scott Rosenberg is has a writing credit on Con Air. Ah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so maybe he's, he's got the whole world. Maybe he's the one who gave us the line of "He wore somebody's head." <laughs> you stayed by. He drove across two states. How did they do that, <laughs> Danny? How did they do it? How do you I wear bet. a person's head as a hat across but, two state lines? Look, that's Scott Rosenberg. That's hat <laughs> on a head. Like a head on a hat. <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. Head on a hat. Head on a hat. It's got to be our guy. Like, you know, if I know one guy who knows hats on hats. Hats, hats on Scott hats Rose. on hats on hats. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, uh they introduce him and like in the best way when he's when he sees like the, those guys beating up that kid in the alley or something and he just like casually like shuts those dudes down that was great like yeah, makes him uh, seem scary and like you still kind of didn't buy him like being like some deadly crazy hitman until like no, no you didn't you have that scene? was the establishing the, scene for sure that was that scene was scene used as a, establishing like oh he could just like walk up to a crew and fuck him up yeah once you had the scene with Big Wind in that bar, that was where Jimmy was. Uh, yeah, uh, but big, uh, they are, it's a bar that's hiding Big Wind, uh, like to take care of him, and they think that he's safe and protected. And that guy comes in and like shoots. The like, guy from everybody. Showgirls. We're all Verhoeven fans. How do how do we yeah. feel about that actor in uh, Showgirls? Pretty crazy role. Oh, is it the guy next to Don Cheadle? Yeah, the, yeah, the guy in the oh, suit. Okay. In the uh, suit. Talk, talk to him. Hmm. Um, yeah, what a crazy performance he has in. I guess uh, his his, yeah. his name in the credits. Don Judo was spelled D A W N, like the dish soap. Don oh. Don Cheadle. Wow. Oh, or or like Twilight Breaking Dawn. Twilight Breaking Don Cheadle. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, he gives Don, he gives a uh, Steve Buscemi shit of like coming into my place dressed like that, and he's like, "You guys are both wearing suits." But he, he also has that hat on. I don't know. He looks a little twerpy with the hat and the briefcase. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, it's essentially Buscemi running through the crew. It's it, the second half is is so methodic in a weird way where it's Andy Garcia going one by one, offering them like, hey, get the fuck out. And then Buscemi going one by one, just offing them, yeah. uh, which is and that's just kind of that's kind of how the the second half kind of plays out. I the, how the moment money? where he goes to critical when you see critical bills place which i, I mentioned earlier uh, the fecal freak uh, this is the most upsetting maybe of the movie of just being oh, in the room why? with fecal why freak. james oh i don't know brandon because he <laughs> pissed in a, a milk jug while having a conversation <laughs> and you had to like sit there and just take it <laughs> this wasn't like a quick this was just like yeah so anyways let me just and then he like put it back in the fridge it was like milk in that carton and then he just like pissed into it add piss into the milk yeah. and then put it back and then he's like eat, eat fucking a tuna can with his bare hands <laughs> i was so uncomfortable and Andy garcia had had just like a piece of paper like newspaper over his nose just over to cover the, no, the the smell and i was like is this the 30s i i don't understand this is this man yeah uh, it was it was and then he explains his origin story of being a fecal freak and how poop it how poop tastes yeah it's pretty upsetting yeah he describes the taste of poop uh, <laughs> like styrofoam yeah, chewy, whatever the fuck. I was, yeah. Well, but that's why. But he's all the why in the beginning when they get into the fight, he's like, "I'm not working with this guy," and like he's like, "He's yeah. a fecal freak." It's like he's not working with him because he saw him eat shit one time. Like, dude, like whatever. Like what? Like I, it's not like he like killed your sister or something like that. It's like so the guy. Like, like I mean, if I, I went over to a guy's place to be like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" and then he like was like, "Yeah." Look, let me just like piss in my milk and eat some no, tuna and be like, uh, maybe not. Maybe we'll hang out another <laughs> time. <laughs> that's different. That's different. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying in the beginning, the guy wouldn't work with him just because one time in jail, some somebody paid him to eat, uh-huh. eat some shit. I'm just saying like, that's, that's a, it's just a wild move to be like, I'm going to turn down a 10 grand job. I feel like that's the night. top of the list of things against him. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there's a list yeah, and he's just Fair like, enough. Oh, there's yeah. this, like, that's, let me just give you the, 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 that was the icing on the cake. Yeah. That was yeah. the last straw. Fair enough. All right. All right. I'm back on board. I'll go through a, <laughs> a couple other uh, notes before we barrel to the end here and, and get into some reviews. Uh, let's see. He was a fuck was one of the lines. Hey, green Louie in my face was a walking line. One of those. Um, the hand high five thing that they would just like not do a high five, but they would just kind of like hold hands for a second. It was nice with Christopher. Yes. It made sense with Christopher Lloyd's hand because you can't really do a hard one. So you just kind of. Yeah. Well, Dude, remember like, they coaches. say why they do that. They say why they do that. Oh, did they miss it? Visit somebody when you go to visit somebody in in prison. There's glass. Oh, oh that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Boat that's drinks. why okay. they do it. Gotcha. <laughs> boat drinks. Yeah. Say no more. Boat drinks. <laughs> boat drinks. <laughs> boat drinks, guys. And then the <laughs> the mustachioed man in the diner says one of my favorite lines as well. We've kind of laid out most of the best ones, but this one was. Life is a mustard burp, momentarily tangy, and then gone in the air. Life is a it's mustard a great line. burp. Life, but this is the so good it's bad kind of like the dialogue oh. is so earnest in what it's like. Right. I'm trying to say something deep, but it's like done in the most like backwards way possible. Cynical, um, like 
If the it's moon like were a rack of ribs, would you eat it's it? Like nothing matters. <laughs> it's like nothing It's a mustard burp. Who cares? I love mustard burps. That's why my friends call me Chester. A mustard burp. <laughs> um, Yes, and then the choo-choo airplane, very good. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then, yeah, begging for his life. You know that whole scene was pretty fucking intense. And then all of a sudden, it got hilarious. It's crazy how like it would get so intense and scary, <laughs> and like, oh, Christopher Walken, because <laughs> it starts with choo-choo airplane, so you're already kind of like, <laughs> and then it gets into like really intense, like beg for your life. Beg for your life. <laughs> and then it cuts over to Atwater. And then he's Atwater. like, yeah, beg. Yeah. Yeah. Beg. Beg for your life. And then Christopher Walken's like, yeah, take my dick out. <laughs> take my dick out, Atwater. Take my dick out. Take my lip dick. Flash a dick out of my pants. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's 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 also he said some really scary shit before that. Yeah, uh, like, we're gonna send some we're gonna send some crackheads over to our house and all this shit. Where it's like, oh my god! And then, and then, and then he comes over the top without water, whip my dick out. We're like, damn, this guy's just the boss, dude. It swings like, between <laughs> true romance and balls of fury. I don't know. You never know which Chris we're walking. You're you're gonna get. Uh, but wow what a scene i don't know there's like memorable scenes in this as like bad of a movie as this is there's like some memorable shit in here with memorable people and, and performances and things nice. that are written totally. in the in a tapestry of a way that doesn't connect but then like pops in certain ways there's scenes that just like pop <laughs> pop off the the screen um and then yeah my last note was no you've got to accentuate the i listened to that before i got hopped on discord i love Hell that yeah. song it's it's great and uh that's the bing crosby version right i right. for whatever reason it wasn't on apple music but i'm gonna find it god damn it there was like a perry como oh, version please. and like an aretha aretha franklin version but oh. it's a great song and uh there was some other like, yeah, guitar riff, kind of like Dick Daly kind of guitar riffs that were Pulp Fiction-y to me as well. Um, but I would like to take a little break. Unless, or do you guys have any, any other notes? Boat, uh, I mean, boat drinks. That was the end of this week. Again, there was like, they tried to like remind you of like, hey, you know, this you had a good time. List. Look yeah, at all these like right. fun characters that you got to spend time with, even though they all, most of them are, no, they are all yeah, they're, they're all dead. They're all dead. And then Andy Garcia impregnates has very powerful semen. Uh, very powerful. Impregnates yeah. for his bulk is <laughs> a is a big move, and she goes on a bus and leaves Denver. And, and he uh, leaves uh, the child a video because he has a. Oh my a god! That's how it all comes. That's how that comes together. Yeah. And he gives he his list of things to do in Denver before yeah. he. No, he doesn't give that list. He gives some other list about yeah, things yeah. to do in life, but. Um, Wow. To do all that shit before they got to him, like where he like knocks her up, he goes and oh yeah, records all that video and everything, and they're like, well, we'll give him, and then he goes and kills the record, right? Yeah, he goes and kills the the pedo and everything, like so all that, all that, all that, and and like before anybody could get to him, and it's like, I don't know, it just it it just shocked me that he walks into a a, a, an office with a bunch of fucking people. (laughs) 
hog ties a man's neck and threatens him in front of everyone and sees no repercussions. He just yeah. jump cuts to him at the diner. So they acquitted you, huh? <laughs> no, he just says no charges, huh? No charges, huh? <laughs> and that scene was just like, oh, that that just <laughs> meant nothing. That was completely inconsequential. Okay, wasn't well, so that cool? <laughs> <laughs> so that just happened. That just happened. Well, anyways, so sounds like you're gonna impregnate that girl later. <laughs> I would have. What if? Okay, I mean, maybe this is twisted. So but what if he impregnated both of them? He's got very powerful semen. The what if they're both pregnant at the end of this? He's just like bam, bam. That sounds like a Dane Cook joke. I feel like it is. Anyways. Uh Oh, hello. Bam, bam. I don't know. That sounds sounds like it. Um, Sounds like a Emerald Lagasse joke. Ah. Aha. He's the Emerald Lagasse of banging. Fucking. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's getting off the rails. This was too much for Danny. That's when you know. Um, <laughs> let's take a little little breaky break. And uh, we will we shall return with uh, some some reviews, uh, our thoughts, and maybe a little game. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Hey, uh, so Danny is still stepped away. James, you're back though, right? Oh yeah, yeah I never left, back. baby. We're back. doing polarized pod when you're dead, not we're, me, baby, because I'm and, living life and loving it, Dracula ooh. style. Leslie <laughs> Nielsen. Hello. Okay, so we're back in a really big way, but Danny is not back yet. But he told us in his stead. While he's away, uh, he to let our special guest uh, take some time wow. and uh, give us some insight. Wait, or we have info. a new special guest. Yeah, we got a wow. new special. I this is, I know this is, this is a, special. This is quite the episode. Spe- this is the things to do in Denver when you're dead of all polarized pot episodes. All, that's what I'm saying. So I've many been new saying characters, that. interesting new <sighs> layers. <sighs> there's layers. There's poor writing uh <laughs> <laughs> anyways so we're, we got some insider info production got, value uh, questionable some, uh, yeah morals very questionable um <laughs> we got an insider from denver uh a crime unit and this person wow no way has been a fan apparently been a fan of the pod and really Kind of knew they called in. Like, was tuned in, tuned in, yeah, tuned uh-huh. in. They they heard the last episode. They stay up on it. They're in, you know, they're in the know, and they, whoa, just demanded that they be on the pod. And so, in Danny's this is news to me. This is like, very surprising. I don't know, being a dad, doing you know, noble ass shit, mind you. But uh, we want to introduce. Uh, it's noble ass shit for sure, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> it's noble ass shit mm-hmm. but we want to introduce um, uh i don't I'm know i'm sorry what's, 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 what's your the name? omelet the omelet is what they called me on the streets <laughs> the omelet sir hey welcome welcome to the pod 
I, I grew up in the Denver organized crime scene. I, I was I was big I was big in organized crime in the in the nineties <laughs> in Denver. Yes, yeah, I can weird. tell you. I can tell you out of any movie about you know mafia, anything like Sopranos, Donnie Brasco. This it, things to do in Denver when you're dead has the realest look at how organized crime really used to be. Right. And and so this is how people talked. This is what people did. This is how people acted. If you if you if you needed to beat something up, you beat up some dead bodies. Forget about it. No big deal. I'm sorry. What is is your name again? One more time. (laughs) The omelet. Just call me the omelet. The omelet. The omelet. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Have you ever served as like a consulting producer in any of these fine programs or movies that you had that you have discussed, or have you just been so in embalmed in the street knowledge of it all that you have been embalmed but i've also been, i have, I have <laughs> been outside of I've, that i've been embalmed though uh-huh. i mean yeah. don't think i haven't been involved i mean like i've been involved all right in but the streets I, of course but, but have you have you taken in into the uh the bat baptized into hollywood i've been embalmed but i've been baptized too yeah like you could say i've pretty much spent my life being in baptized and embalmed you know uh-huh Wow, what is Jimmy the Saint based on anybody? Like you can say that. You could say that. Wow. It's easy to say that. So Uh, it sounds like you're saying that. Question I have for you, the omelet, (laughs) Mr. Omelet. Yeah. 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 Are are most crime organizations in Denver run by cripples? Oh, I all of all Brandon, the, we don't all use that term. Yes, uses that term. Thank you, thank you, James. Thank you, James. Uh, yeah, it's like to be to be to be better. You could say the 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 abled or the 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 or what what is it the the is it abled or not non abled? It, it sounds uh, like you're you're kind of a social I'm, social I'm justice warrior. I'm at a loss for words to jump to the conclusions of using words like Brandon would. Uh, but but I you know I'm not <laughs> hey, I'm just not hey, gonna Baldwin. say what you so quickly said is all I'm saying. Well, would you stereotype mob bosses in Denver as a certain ilk race it race uh, or handicap otherwise? <laughs> I mean, you know, this day and age, you've got them all, you know, uh, but, but, but really, you know, any, anything, any, any crew that's worth assault is going to be run by somebody There's a lot of mentally salt. handicapped or physically handicapped. You know, that's okay, just how it yeah. goes. That's just <laughs> yeah. how it goes. You know, like we don't make the rules. Uh-huh. We just, you know. So if you had to pick like the most accurate mob movie, I feel like we're on one of those vanity this fair videos. It, this is, this is this the one. Is Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is pretty much what how it goes. What does this movie do that other movies don't so well? What it does, what it does is it's so much as to say, uh, like it, 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 it paints the picture that you know you don't have to do nothing if you just say a lot of stuff in the meantime. Uh-huh. You know, like right. you say Whoa, enough things change. while you're doing just a few <laughs> things, and then those few things seem like a lot of things. Like uh-huh. it, it, it's right. It's, it's easy that way. Are you? Do you have a cold? I feel like it's kind of your your throat will clear up for a second, and then it uh, there's like a frog or something. I don't. I let's say who's ever supposed to be modulating my voice and modulating it enough as much as it should. be. 
right. You see. know, you know, that's not it's not my fault. It's 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 your people. Like, you know, your people said they protect me, you know. Like complete anonymity. We'll talk Yeah, it's our it's our attack. It's our tech. It's our tech. Where's my anonymity, Brandon? Uh-huh. Like you know, come I, on, Brandon. No, no, wait. Uh, wait, my... wait, just a second. Um, can I ask the protect me? You know, yeah, my yeah, Mr. Omelet. You know, yeah, Mister Mister um, Omelet. Um, how did you get that name? Senor Omelet. Oh, I prefer I prefer to be the Senor Omelet, please. Oh, okay. Why, Senor Omelet? And, and thank you. And thank and, you. Why? Why? Oh well, it, 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 I feel Senor has more gravitas. What You're not wrong. Part? Oh, thank you. Thank you, James. But James, why why omelet? James. Why omelet? And what can well, the chicken or the egg? You gotta it? break a few eggs, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because like you gotta mix some, you know, uh, you gotta break some eggs, mix some cheese, like you know, uh uh because it takes a whole mess of things to get me in my place, right? Like, you know. Hey, Senor Alma, I, I, I think you hear Danny rapping at the door. Uh, before you leave, who is your favorite character? Done. Who's your favorite character in the movie? Well, my favorite character is William Forsythe. You know what? Or, or, or Mr. Forsythe. Like, like, like that guy, that guy, like, I just, he has such an intensity. Like, everything in his face is just so Intensi- fucking intensity. crazy. And seeing him all tatted up and stuff from the beginning, I was like, "Yeah, that guy fucks. Like that guy fucks some shit up, you know? Those like that guy's sweet. Like you know, and, and look at that nickname. His nickname's Franchise. Yeah, Oof. and a franchise. Like yeah. a, a franchise. Yeah, that's, that's my dude, dude. I want that franchise, dude. Like I like that guy. Like, uh, what's your nickname, Senor Omelet? Omelet. You think I'm gonna come? You think I thought you think that my was your mama given gave name. me omelet? You think my mama gave me omelet? Yeah. No, man. Okay, well my, then, what's your nickname, real name? My nickname's omelet. What's your real name then? My, my nickname, or is that gonna put name? you on blast? Are people gonna come after you? People, oh. you know what? It's been so long, and <laughs> you know I'm pretty sure ain't nobody coming after. Coming after old omelet. Old omelet. That's right. Thank you. That, thank you. Thank you, King. Like, thank you, King. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, King. Like, uh, like senior omelet. That's right. Uh no, my real name, you know, is uh is 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 Frederick Feinstein. Frederick Feinstein. Nice. Do, yeah, they say you do put the fine in Feinstein. Feinstein. Yeah. I've heard that before. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, you uh, are right, you take easy, Mr. Uh, Senior Old Omelet Man. Um, <laughs> real, believe... Don't tell nobody what I told you here. I had to protect my identity. Now you know I why never it's would so think important of it. to hide myself. Nope. You know, what, if, if, if they knew where I was at, they'd come get me. Final question. All right, yeah. Final question. Score oh, out of 100 oh, for okay. things to do in Denver. From yeah. oh, wait, 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 wait. I mean, from me, from little old me. Little uh, omelet. Little, little old uh, omelet. Senior omelet. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a give it a give it an 83 out of 100. <laughs> out of 140. Right. Or oh yes, 100. Right. That's right. There's this guy I, I Danny that broke the do... scale, but you and you know Danny, right? Oh, I wouldn't do that. I'm not like who's who's gonna go breaking a scale? You know? You I know. Go, you know Isn't that crazy? From zero to 100. Like that's it. That Don't tell him I told you though. Don't tell him I was. Yeah. I, I don't tell him shit. What do you man. think of Danny? Tell him shit. What do you think oh, of Danny? He's, he's a nice guy. He's, huh? he's, he's cool. He's cool. I like him. He's got he's got some beautiful children. That's oh. for sure. That you is know. true. That is true. Daddy does. Daddy does. Yeah, he's a good father. Real Well, I'm going to make yeah, sure I yeah. tell him that. He looks like he's he's ready he's, to, he's, to jump back yeah, in. And we are a three max podcast uh, as as. Right. We've done in the past. So I, you enjoy your day, Mr. Omelet. I, I, I gotta, got go, I gotta go hop on the stand, but I'll see y'all there. Anyways, um, what a character. I can't believe we've had just a little call in <laughs> yep. from uh, a little stop by uh, from uh, somebody drive, who a drive by fruiting, a drive by fruiting. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't even know his real idea. Identity besides Frederick Feinstein. But, <laughs> yep. uh, I mean, I wonder. Are you sleuth? I wonder there. if I'll be able to uh, to talk to him again in the future of our podcast. Would be we'll interesting to, to, to check in and if we ever do another gangster movie or something because he seems like a pretty invaluable uh, resource for for consulting about gangster movies. I could have uh, had him here all day. Danny, you're back. Hey. <laughs> Danny, you're not going to believe this. You missed we the most g- fascinating individual. Oh. oh, no way. No way. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> he had the nicest you're things not- to say about you as well. Yeah. Oh, and wait, you guys talked to Fred? You guys yeah. talked to Fred? Oh, Frederick yeah, Feinstein, yeah, yeah. otherwise known Frederick as Senor He's Omar. real cool. Yeah, I met him at my synagogue. Yeah, he's a real cool guy. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah. yeah just yeah. the nicest yeah. thing to say about Muzzle. you. He <laughs> yeah. says, things to do in Denver before you're dead is the most accurate movie, but still just gave it an 83. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. Okay. We didn't, even though that's like oh, his favorite. Oh, wait, is he back? <laughs> oh, wait. Um, uh, what? No, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. We're having some technical I, I, audio technical difficulties. Oh, that's a loop. That's a loop blip. It's a blip. blip. Um, let's get into some reviews from some critics that hated this shit. Uh, let's start <laughs> nice. with thirty-seven percent from the critics. Uh, Jonathan Rose, Jonathan 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 Rosenbaum from Chicago Reader says, "Alas, most of the surprise and the wit to be found here ends with the title." Oh, Emmanuel Levy says, "The Tarantino effect at its worst." Yet another movie about a relentlessly violent gang, reportedly based on a bet the director made with Tarantino. Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know what that story is. I'm curious. From Washington what? Post, Rita Kempley gave it a. A 10 here on Metacritic as I'm broadening the search a bit. Ought to be the subject of an obituary, not a re- not a review. Wow. A creepy oh. film noir modeled on Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. It was a stinking stiff on arrival. Yeesh, poopy. From Christian Science Monitor. Like a oh, nincompoop perfect. version of the usual suspects. Science Monitor. <laughs> I'm trying to get all my hot takes. <laughs> oh, they are on. Uh, they are on it. They are a verified critic. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. San Francisco ex- Examiner. What's that? Oh, what's that omelet? God, omelet. That's weird. It, it just keeps on like his audio is coming uh, back in. I don't know, man. Um, 
San Francisco Examiner says things to do in the movie theater until you mercifully die of boredom sums up this witness response to the ordeal of sitting through this movie. Wow. Entertainment Weekly. A, uh, These guys are mean. It's, its greatest achievement is that there isn't a single convincing scene in it. Whoa. I mean, so. That's kind of like answering wrong on all the multiple choice answers uh, sort of, sort of <laughs> did you get every single one like wrong? Wow, and you know what like like that person could say like at least christopher lloyd had a little bit of heart like you know that's where it's like there's like people no, doing, i'm cherry picking some of these about? reviews maybe they put some other flavor in there but uh overall a it single like not really a single it. convincing that guy really yeah that guy had a bad day in the theater i had yeah. a snap brim hat body uh, I had a <laughs> when I walked in the room, forget about it. Uh, TV Guide magazine gave it a 40, largely vapid, borderline homophobic, and surprisingly treacly. Yeah. Borderline? No, it's homophobic. It's homophobic. It is not hiding that. It is not hiding it. It is not hiding that. Be in the room with Christopher, Christopher Walken for two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's hear some positive reviews from the audience who gave it an average score of 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. A five-star review from Connor Marshall says, Probably my favorite movie. I may be biased because I'm from Colorado and enjoy the setting. Which, if you are from Denver, you will recognize a lot of iconic (laughs) Denver things. Big Big Head Todd and the Monsters Music. Union Station. Bluebird Theater. Five Points. The Denver Natural History Museum. That is where they have a date. Lakeside. Flat irons, Denver high rises, and more. Truly amazing how unpopular this movie is. Beat people up at. <laughs> despite its stellar cast, great soundtrack, and in my opinion, an authentic mob feel. I mean, that's what Almut said. Yeah. <laughs> growing growing up in Denver, my dad and I seemed to be the only people who knew about it. I actually kind of like it that way. Something about the simplicity of the action or job they are ordered to do for Christopher Walken alludes to how the mob used to operate $50,000 just to intimidate the boyfriend of his son's first love. The action goes terribly wrong. And now Jimmy, the saint and his crew with many notable actors, including Christopher Lloyd are doomed to be buckwheats by the famous hitman, Mr. Shush and a romantic comp comedic and sad tale ensues as Jimmy tries to redeem himself and make amends. I find, I find it very artistic, entertaining, authentic, and highly underrated boat drinks. Drinks. That's right. Hello, drinks. From Travis Sims, five stars. One of the greatest appeals of this film is its vernacular. Aside from being cast beautifully by talented actors in diverse roles set in an interesting story, it's the dialogue that is extremely memorable. That and its great title. And with such a great cast and dialogue, I'm absolutely stunned as to how this great little film slipped through the cracks and <laughs> didn't get a wider audience. Its theatrical run here in Toronto was limited. Actually, I'm making an assumption. I don't recall a listing for it, but before you knew it, <laughs> it was gone. Perhaps it wasn't marketed well or supported strongly enough. I wonder where we'll go, sir. Um, this is... Yeah, we'll do one or two more. From PFLO, five stars. Top film, one of my all-time faves. Boat drinks. Expert <laughs> is trying to get his best to go legitimate until he's dragged back back into the world of crime for one last seemingly simple mission. They keep on saying simple. I'm blown away that this is the second time someone has said simple uh, right, describing yeah. the mission of roughing up this PETA or sorry, the boyfriend of, they the love that. of a PETA. Yeah. Like it's uh-huh. not simple. I can't even explain it quick enough. 
All Jimmy and his eccentric cronies have to do is intimidate their target. But they make a disastrous series of mistakes that result in the death of a woman connected to a powerful gangster. Before long, Mr. Shush, a notorious assassin who never slips up, is sent to take down Jimmy and his partners. I am Godzilla. And you are Tokyo! Japan! <laughs> they fucked it up! It's Japan! They didn't even spell Tokyo right. They spelled it T-O-K-I-O. He didn't, oh, he didn't, that guy, that weirdo, didn't <laughs> stick the landing. Yeah, for your favorite movie, you would think it would know. Um, I'll do one more from Japan. Ryan Barber, five stars. Underappreciated crime drama from the 90s that holds up to this day. Give it a watch. You'll not be disappointed. Then you can fetishize it like a hipster. You found something remarkable few people have heard of. Wow. Spicy. Yeah, wow. He's taking swings at everybody. (laughs) Do you think he'd be mad at us talking about it Uh, as long as we've had? Furious. After just finding out about it, Ryan Barber's like, you motherfuckers don't even know. Oh, we don't. God forbid. I'm the hipster that fucking dragged this up, and I'm sure. I wonder how hipster are we? Think think about. I don't know. I wonder if Omelet seems like a more real dude. He doesn't fucking care. If you watch this movie, I'm sure Omelet would be like, "Good, it's a good movie. You should you should watch it. Good for you." Ryan Barber is trying to be gatekeepy about it. Get over it. Take a chill pill, Ryan Barber. (laughs) Um, Well, I think the polarization. This kind of is a cult classic, I'm realizing. Like, I feel it like that, that word gets thrown around, like that phrase. Term it gets does, thrown, but this is it. Thrown out around a bit because like, <laughs> but then those cult classics end up being just like fucking classics. A lot of the cult classics I feel like have gotten there. And so to actually be a true cult man. classic and only like few people love it. And the people that do are really vocally like strong and strong like about it a lot. It. Oh. And to hear your review of someone from Denver was pretty cool, too. Um, but that's my read on it. Uh, Danny or Brandon, if you want to give any sort of thoughts on the polarization side of things. And then, um, Danny, you're welcome to start with your review as well, whenever you're ready. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Brandon, you want to go? Or you want me to go? Oh, me? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I just like to like, if you guys have anything to, th- cause I think like hearing those reviews, yeah. knowing that this is a polarizing movie, like why that is let's, a little let's bit. Keep I like, it almost like, I like to touch on that a little bit, but then yeah, just get into some final thoughts. Too. I mean, let's keep it to a letterbox, Danny. Let's keep it to like one or two sentences. Like why would, okay. why is this movie polarizing? I mean, I'd say, you know, I think your final it, thoughts, maybe. Yeah. I think you got a lot of like, if you look at what it is entirely, then it's a mess. It's got a lot. If you want <laughs> You want it to be, you want it to be good. It's got a lot of good people in it. And yeah, but, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. There yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Totally. Any final thoughts, uh, a score you would, uh, you would ascribe to it that, uh, I know we got an 83 from omelet already. So I'm, I'm curious to hear how yours compares. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, you guys seem like tight. Yeah, we go pretty far back. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. he's like, since, since his kid's bar mitzvah, yeah. Yeah. I, however, uh, I could tell some tension when, like, he could not leave the room quick enough when you were coming in, but I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Two ships passing in the night. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. speak out of turn, but well, you know, it's, we'll, we'll let that relationship develop. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, he, he had, some, he had some, some good points. I'm going to say, I come in at maybe maybe just an even eighty, you know, just keep it keep it nice and 
I mean, there was there was a there, there was some stuff I liked in this. I'm gonna say that uh, Senor Omelet are tight. And I mean, like that eighty is also saying like, you know, it's not a great movie, like we were saying before. But how much was I entertained, and how much fun I was having? I had no problem watching it again. So, you know, that's where it's like there, there is some, there's some fun things happening here, and you know, it, it it feels like a little bit of like a hidden gem in the treasure box that is like the '90s cinema. So, like. You know, uh, I had never heard about it until like maybe like a couple months ago. Because so, you're a I mean, fucking I'm, hipster. I'm such a yeah. hipster. I'm glad you did hear about it. Yeah, yeah, me yeah, too. You get eighty percent. Yeah, I'm gonna throw an eighty at it. Okay. Call it a D. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Mr. Arnold. For me, this movie falls into the category of a good bad movie. Um, a lot of the stuff in the plot is confounding and it's fun to think about why somebody would make such a confounding um, decision for a, like a direction in the plot. And um, the things that people say are so memorable in a way that is also kind of memeish and ironic. And um, that too makes a good, bad movie. And I'm so down to be a part of the cult that is fans of this movie, because even though it is stupid and um, gross and weird at times, um, it's not nearly as gross and weird as from the beyond that Danny had me. (laughs) That movie's awesome. (laughs) And so for that, I give it a, 79%. 79%. Holy shit. <laughs> you guys are spicy you, on this movie. Are you guys just writing me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. You went over. I'm sorry. Uh, this is a surprise to me. I thought this movie was worth a watch in a group setting with a little drinky or a little smoky and with some buddy, <laughs> buddy old pals. Um, oh, that's not so fun. But maybe just once for me, I do not see myself wanting to watch this again. This movie was like overall the subject content was upsetting for me. This was like a sure. down trodden, dark movie filled with unre- some unredeemables. Uh, maybe just Christopher Walken. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, critical Bill and fecal Bill fecal freak was rough, a little, yeah. little rough, <laughs> yeah. but. Um, this was like something to behold. Like this was something that was weird, weird. And just, I thought that road shootout scene was a pretty good little bit of filmmaking in terms of ratcheting tension, having a shootout, having something that changes the stakes in a big way that alters the second half of the movie. Those are situations in a movie that I enjoy a lot, but in the context of everything else, I, it, it wasn't worth it. Even the so bad it's good things like, aren't going to be worth it for, I think the majority of people, because it starts on a really fucked up twisted note, um, like right off the bat. And then the inciting incident to propel things along is even weirder. Uh, and then the second half is kind of strangely generic. It's, it's such a strange movie. I'm happy. I watched it mainly for the fact that I know that you and that us, we were going to talk about it and the fact that Brandon and I got to watch it together. That was worth it. I'm glad it was brought to our attention, but I don't think it's a good movie. 
Um, I find it tough to rank in in the typical sort of way of like, yeah, watchability as well as, you know, whether it's good or not. But um, I do think it's not as watchable for me in comparing how you guys kind of expressed it. And I do think it's a bad movie. So I'm going to go pretty low on this. Uh, I think I'm going to go 38. Nuts. 38. I think it's pretty bad. Put it, yeah. <laughs> um, but man was it fun to talk about was it was it pretty fun to take it in with you brandon but a lot of times i was just like oh my god is this really fucking happening right now like oh <laughs> jesus christ like are you serious like are you serious movie like i could not believe what was happening right to jail um yeah and it goes right to jail but uh i don't know it's a night yeah it's a 90s Pulp Fiction knockoff that has some really memorable moments and scenes and is really fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> and more and more, I've been wanting to broaden my movie horizons and my uh, what I've seen. And just to add this to the list, I think was, uh, yeah, it was worth it. And it had some uh, actors that were giving their best performances. I don't know. Christopher Walken gave it his all. Andy Garcia, I want to watch more of his performances too, but you know. To close this out, so uh, I would say this is the Southland Tales of the 90s. Holy shit. (laughs) I mean, you would be the one to judge, so yes, we'll go with that. In uh, the the Brandini, uh, we we got to talk about Southland. I think it's a magnetized movie, but I feel like we just got to like have a bonus app of us <laughs> talking about that or or something or a commentary or something because that I could do to, like I could do a whole podcast just about that eight, eight hours on yeah scene oh my god would i love to do a scene by scene of Southland Tales. i need to do it um, <sighs> but for now i want to take one more quick break and then i was going to come back for a little game if you guys are game uh and we'll get I into am. it cool all right i'll be i'll be quick Well, <laughs> you got your character in. Uh, yeah, like it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started losing the voice. Though. I know. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> that was, that, was that really went off the rails quick. <laughs> that was great. Was it not? Was it not bad? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Loved the shit out of that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we can bring him back for other gangster movies and stuff. Did you think it was the armor because it was said in Denver? Uh-huh. Yeah, the Denver omelet. Uh-huh. It's got bell peppers. You it? never brought up bell peppers. I mean, is that what's in a Denver omelet? That sounds more yeah. like a Santa. That's like a New Mexico, like a no, Santa that's Fe a, omelet. No, that's a Denver omelet. What what's in yeah. a Denver omelet, James? Denver omelet would be ham. It's bell peppers, right? No, that sounds like a Santa Fe. I have no idea. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds more like Santa Fe. Sounds like a Santa Fe. Denver, maybe I feel like peppers. maybe some Denver be ha- like, oh, like some, some ham. Well, I'm thinking moons over my hand is my problem. Really? And that's 
that's that's some not, sort of that's, meat. That's it's gotta have some meat. Oh, All right. Oh, oh. Uh, a Denver omelet has steak and egg, like steak or some shit. Ham, onion, Canadian bacon, or yeah, green ham. bell pepper. Bell pepper too. Oh, so we were both right. It was, like, we were both half right. You you had the bell pepper. I had the ham. Together we were ham, we were making it. Bell pepper. James is our sweet sweet onion, and together we're and then we're, cheese as well. Don't forget the, the three of us are a Denver omelet. You know. Yeah. What what oh what part of a Denver oh Den- oh <laughs> a Denver omelet are you? I'm the bell pepper. I'm the ham. <laughs> I'm the cheese. Or should I be the egg? Yeah, yeah. You, oh, I'll be the, you can't have an omelet without some egg. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. You fucking can't. You fucking can't. You can't make no eggs. You are such a dirty dog. You can't make a omelet without cracking a few Griggs. <laughs> no. <laughs> not wrong. Not right. wrong. I'll, be I'll be quick with this game. <coughs> be quick with it. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, so you, you, you bitch and bastard. Yeah. <laughs> bitch bastard. He's, he's like, he's the bitch bastard. All right, let's see. Uh, this pen fucking yeah. score. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she. Okay. <laughs> you guys ready, Freddy? <coughs> yeah, I'm ready. Fucking <coughs> ready. One more of these. One for the doctor. Off my Glenn Fiddy tonight. Oh, you dirty dog. And welcome back, everybody. We're going to play a game of Polarized Pod Smoker Fire Movie movie Edition. Oh, no, I don't have a drink. Okay, let me go get a drink. You don't need a drink, but if you got one, I'm going to get one. Des, bring me up a drink. (laughs) If you smoke them, if you got them, smoke them. Damn it, I did it backwards. (laughs) Shit. If you smoke them. Got him. If you smell good, got him. All right, that's what I. That's what I got him anyway. If you smell good, got him. <laughs> Maybe I've already like gone there, my friend. Maybe I've already yeah, started with step one or two. It. I don't know which step it is anymore. <laughs> Um, <laughs> them, got him. I like I don't, that. You haven't played this one with us, Danny. I don't think Th- this is essentially my version so. of what I've I've tried to do with the card game. If anyone's played it out there, um, I remember Smoker Fire. Yeah, and what I essentially have tried to do is equate that to the uh, Ron or Fresh, but uh, it's Smoker, oh. Smoker Fire. Uh, for nice. I guess I could call it rotten or fresh, but it's, it's, it's smoke or fire. So um, the scoring system I'm still figuring out, but I think I think it'll be fun. So we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot here. Let me know when you guys are ready. I'm ready. All so right. does smoke mean fresh or fire mean fresh? I'm, I guess fire sense. would be fresh. Fire would be fresh, and smoke yeah. would be like pu smoky doo doo. Um, 
Okay. And it's going to be pretty straightforward. I'm, I'm not even going to have to explain because I'm going to ask you very direct questions and it's going to, it's going to work. So we'll start with Danny. We're doing all Andy Garcia movies today on Smoker Fire ah. edition. So they are all Andy Garcia movies. So we'll get into the swing of things. It's really just going to be me. I'm just going to ask, ask you right off the bat. What is the first movie we're going to start with is the untouchables, the untouchables with Andy Garcia. Danny, I want you to guess the closest you can of you can to what the critic score is for the untouchables. Oh, uh, I'm going to say a 92, 92. Now, if you would have gotten it exactly right, I'm trying to decide how many points that would be. I would say like three points at least, because it's a big thing. You didn't get it right. If I get so, it exactly right, then somebody's got to strip. You it's know, gonna be like three to five points. One, gonna be one article of clothing is coming off. Yeah, you know. But, but what'd you Brandon say? Brandon loses. <laughs> you said you said ninety two. Uh yeah. Yeah. So Brandon, is it higher or lower? Higher than ninety two. Higher. It is lower. Fuck. So then I win. So I'll give Danny a point here. All right. I'm gonna drink. There you go. Okay, so. Wait, what is the next part? Okay, so so you it's uh so it is eighty three. Just so we know, the critic score is eighty three, and then oh, wow. Danny. Yeah, sorry, I figured they'd love that. Or one. no, uh, this question would be for Brandon. Brandon. Brandon, is the audience score higher or lower than the critic score? I'm it trying to work is... this out. Sorry if this is complicated, but. Is it no, that's okay. It's higher. That is correct. So you get a point. Oh, and there would be there could be some drinks yeah. being passed around here too if you guys if you guys are feeling it. All right. I'm gonna dab when I get it when okay. I get it wrong. So, well, so Danny, you know you, the you know audience just, score yeah. is higher. What is that audience score? Um gonna go with 92. <laughs> It is not. It is higher or lower than a 92, Brandon. It is higher. It is not. It is an 89. Oh. So then I get a point? Yeah, so I gave you a point. So now it is two points to Danny, one point to Brandon. I'm figuring right. it out. I feel like I'm, I'm working <laughs> out like the uh, who I should be asking which question to at which time. But I'm working it out. So we're going to move on here to the second Andy Garcia movie. And we're going to start with Brandon instead because we started with Danny last time. So, Brandon, what you got to do is you got to guess what the critic score is of yep. God Par Godfather Part 3. 53. 53. It is not a 53. Danny, is it higher or lower than that? I'll say higher. Higher. You are correct. Okay. And then I would ask Danny, is the audience score higher or lower than the critic score? Which is a I'm gonna say uh higher. higher. You are correct. Yeah. Wow, that was a tricky one though. It's not a lot of good reception to that one. Mm. 
Oh, wait, I was supposed to ask you if what the audience score was. Damn it. I'm messing this up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. OK, I'm I'm slowly I'm I'm want to make this game work so bad, but I'm sorry. It's just All right, right now I'm winning, so I, I, I'm happy. This is, <laughs> this is a trial run. Um, Brandon, I'll give you a chance. What is the audience score for Godfather Part Three? Sixty-two percent. It was a sixty-seven. You were close. All right, we're gonna try this again. Is this okay? Is are we having are we having fun yet? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. What is the critic score for Ocean's Eleven, Danny? Uh, the the new okay. Uh, critic score Ocean's Eleven. I'm gonna go. Uh. 87. 87. It is not 87. Brandon, is that higher or lower than 87? Higher. That is incorrect. Fuck. It is. And then what? An 83 is the correct critic score. So now I ask Danny, who what is the audience Mm. score of Ocean's Eleven? I'm going to say 87. <laughs> that is incorrect. Brandon, what is the audience score of Ocean's Eleven? Is it higher or lower than 87? You think it's higher than 87 for audience? Yeah. That uh-huh. is incorrect. <laughs> Got him again. <laughs> it is an 80 is the audience score for Ocean's Eleven. Wow. So critics liked it more than audience. Got to get the question questioning part down a little bit tighter and what questions I ask in what order. Um, but I'm going to try one more and we'll, and we'll call it, I could do two. I have, I have extra bet. We'll do one more. Uh, Geostorm. Geostorm. Brandon, what is the critic review score for Geostorm? It must be a critically favored movie. (laughs) 56. 56 for Geostorm. It is not a 56. Danny is at higher or lower than a 56. Lower. That is correct. Damn it. It is a 17. Brandon is is the audience score. Is the audience score higher or lower than a 17? Higher. Higher. That is correct. See, now that's the question I've been missing on some of these. I'm sorry. Is that one? Is because that's the polarization part of it. I'm sorry, everybody. This is rough. This is rough, but this is how we do these. Okay. Um, and then now we go to Danny. What is the audience score of Geostorm? Uh, uh, I'm going to say a 38. That is close, but incorrect. Is it higher or lower than 38? It is higher. It is a lower. It is a 35. Wow. So Danny has a lot of points here. But we could do one more just for the hell of it if you guys. Dang, dang. And then we'll wrap it up. What is the critic score for Mama Mia? Here we go again, Danny. Oh, shit. Uh, say, uh, I bet like a 78. It is not a 78. Is it higher or lower than a 78, Brandon? Higher. 
That is correct. It is a 79. You were fucking yeah. close, Danny. You were very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the audience score for Mama Mia, Brandon? It's a 83. That is incorrect. Is it higher or lower than an 83, Danny? Higher? It is lower as a 66. Oh, wow. Okay. It was so four to it. eight. Danny, I believe, was the final score. Still working out the kinks of the game. Thank you for joining me <laughs> on this ride for Smoke or Fire movie edition. Yeah. Trying to work it out. There's some... Uh, okay, I'll stop. I'm harping on it too long. It's been a pleasure with you guys uh, <laughs> talking about things to do in Denver when you're dead. When you're then dead. Things to do in the polarized kingdom when you're alive. Let's talk about yeah. shit movies. <laughs> yes. uh, with your good buds, like... Danny and, right the, here. and the omelet. Um, it's Bud. double guest time on this podcast. Danny, we really appreciate you uh, joining us. Is there anything else hey, you want hey. to add before we uh, wrap things up? Or thing uh, else you didn't get to say? You know what? I think, you know, uh, I, you know what hasn't been said? I, the only thing I can say is yeah, yeah, uh, man. <laughs> boat drinks, fellas. Boat, boat drinks. drinks. Cheers to that. Clink, clink, clink. Chin, chin. Clinky, clinky. Uh, Now I will announce our next movie. Uh, If anyone wants to join us next time, we will be watching 1984's Dune, directed by David Lynch, a critically panned movie at 37%, an audience-favored movie at 65 I don't know if that's completely favored, but it's definitely better than a 37 And it was pretty divisive when it came out. And with the release of Dune Part Duh, uh, Dune Done, I believe is what past guest Chip had slated it as. <laughs> there were a couple others that were really good that he was he was pitching some Dune sequel subtitles for. Um, but we will be uh, watching the David Lynch movie that he hates to fucking talk about, and we will be talking about it. Uh, <laughs> We love you all. If you want to see us live recording this, twitch.tv slash polarized pod, send us a line at gmail.com, polarize the pod at gmail.com, polarize the pod at gmail.com. We would it's also easy. appreciate a rate and review on Apple Apple Podcasts. Helps us out a lot. That would be lovely. Danny, thank you again, Mr. Omelet, Senor Omelet. Your your omelet. Little, a real one. We'll see you next time in Denver, we love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Boat drinks. Boat drinks. Boat drinks. Boat drinks. <laughs>